0: In the last episode, we had an amazing conversation with Juliet Herman, the founder of the 3E strategy embrace, engage, and evolve. But for now, let's take a listen to Kenyatta Turner.
1: In this episode, get to chat with Kenyatta Turner. We connected and we're like, you know, we're both on Facebook. We're both on LinkedIn and we have so many different passions. I figured I'd bring her on and have a chat with her. So welcome, Kenyatta. Thank you for... Coming on the podcast.
2: Thank you. I appreciate being here. This is fun.
1: <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, let's see. How much time do we have? <laughs>
1: probably not long enough. But um,
2: I, you know, I have a lot of different things that I'm interested in. Um, I'm pretty excited about most things. But I am a Legal Shield associate, probably first and foremost, uh, working with small business owners, families, employees, helping um, just educate them about. Services that can get them access to their constitutional rights Um, and um, protection from identity theft. So I do that primarily, but I'm also a teacher. I teach a GED success class at a community college, and I'm a trainer and and workshop facilitator and a musician. (laughs) And I have a lot of different interests, uh, but mainly they all circle usually around helping people in some kind of way or entertaining myself. (laughs)
1: Nice. That's very important. So how did you get into being the instructor for GED success? Uh,
2: Oh, wow. Well, I've worked in colleges.
1: Like what brought about that?
2: Yeah, I I worked in colleges for over 20 years, basically more on the administrative side, if you will. I I ran the schools, you know, director of admissions and career services, things like that. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. But when I left that industry, by choice, I said there was more that I wanted to do in the world. And so I stepped away to, to seek that out. But I wound up missing mm-hmm. <laughs> working in schools. I miss the students more than anything. And This program is designed to help students who are ready to get their GEDs and the seminar that I teach is required before they can go through those classes like the math and the science and all that. So I basically teach what I consider to be a personal development class to help their minds write ready for the next stage. And so that's why I went back to teach. Um, I love it because I feel like it's full circle for me now. I can go back and and help them get prepared for their careers and their futures, um, whether or not the GED is um, in the path for them. But I really try to help them determine that before they get too deep in it, (laughs) basically.
1: Nice. That's very cool. I mean, education is definitely something that's on top of mind. I mean, I have three kids and, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to make sure that they're well educated and not only from the perspective of the required education, but also from the perspective of Educating themselves into being better people, into being better human beings, meeting better people that help the community. How are you morally straight? Those kind of things are very, very high on my list as
0: well.
2: Absolutely. And we spend a lot of time talking about that in that class. The class is only about eight days, eight-day seminar that happens about once a month. And we spend a lot of time talking about what's the big picture. Yeah. You know, your GED is one thing, but... What are we really talking about here? You know, when it comes to why you might want it, what you what you intend to do, and whether or not it's the right thing for your path. Because there's formal education, yeah, and then there's other types of education. So I spend a lot of time making sure that I share with them the opportunities that there are for them within the formal education system and outside of it. You know, what are they really trying to accomplish?
1: What makes them tick? What's more passionate for them? Right? Yes. Amazing. It also said that you're a speaker. So, and I'm I'm guessing it's part of the, being the instructor. Is that part of the speakership or is there something other?
2: I believe that's part of it because obviously as an instructor, uh, you know, I, you know, I'm in front of the room a lot, right, for long, for long periods of time with, you know, without a script. (laughs) So, and and the class is really designed, you know, for dialogue. I I try to teach it that way. So it's a lot of two-way conversation in there, but a lot of sharing. But I'm also, and have been a trainer for many, many years, a workshop facilitator, you know, running departments, I've always been in that position of being in front of the room, which I absolutely enjoy. And I love sharing. I love talking. I'm a performer. I'm a speaker. I'm a a musician, you know, so those things are come very easy and natural to me. But more importantly, I really just like to share. Nice. So I've had some opportunities to do some presentations or share some content. Um, Most recently, uh, at the Hispanic Women's Corporation Conference. They have a professional leadership institute just about a month or two ago. And that was a very fun speaking engagement where I talked nice. to women. Um, the topic I did was just because you have a job doesn't mean you know how to get one.
1: Right, right.
2: And that was an hour long uh, you know, talk that I did with them. And um, that was a lot of fun. I would love to have the opportunity to do more speaking engagements like that, not necessarily related to GED or, or Legal Shield, but really just sharing some of the things that I've learned in the course of my life, working in education, building my own career, having been in charge of a career development department, having taught career development. That whole process, I'm very passionate about with the sense of just helping people build the type of life that they want, whether that be through a business, a career, hobbies, just whatever it is that they want to accomplish, if there's something that I've learned along the way to share with them that could help them, just like people have shared with me, the opportunity to present that is always fascinating to me. So that's where the speaking comes in. I'm looking forward to doing more of it.
1: That's really cool. I mean, recently I discovered experts on stage and I'm not sure if you've heard of them, Mm-mm, I have not. but I think you should check it out. Okay. It's an excellent resource. They have several channels on Roku, and uh, I'll, let, I'll let Glenn Garnes, you know, describe more of it. I mean, I got into speaking um, a couple years back when I joined Toastmasters, but I really like, you know, love the story that you're telling me and, and, you know, the experience that you had. Because like you mentioned earlier, you know, you came full circle into education and it's, it's really amazing to see it from a different side, right? Mm-hmm. Once, like, for example, when you start working in a certain department or certain area uh, in life, it's only one, it's only that one perspective you have of it. Then when you get more assimilated, more accustomed to it, and then eventually you're like, or oh, I'm bored of this. I want to try something different. <laughs> right. And then you, when you try something different, you're like, you know what? I see that role that I was playing from a totally different perspective. Now mm-hmm. I want to be on the other side of giving and teaching because you've done the administration. Yes. Now you're doing the teaching part. So it's, it's really amazing. And and as human beings, you know we're we're we love telling stories and we love telling people what we've learned and, and it's and it's really interesting because you know a lot of people say you know I'm an introvert." versus I'm an extrovert. But when you when it all comes down to, it's about how comfortable am I talking about what I love? Because an introvert, or somebody might be an introvert, but when they're up on stage talking about something that they love, people think that they're an extrovert. You're right. It's really interesting how, when you tickle that area of your brain that you just absolutely love and love to talk about, it's, it's really cool. And that's, where it, that's why YouTube and, and, and podcasts are, are growing so fast, because YouTube enabled people to create videos without them having to face a whole bunch of people, you know, giving them immediate feedback. Um, it's, it's in the comfort of, of my own room, in the comfort of my own home, I can create these videos, I can teach people of what I know, even though I'm an introvert, but I, I love teaching. Uh, so that's why these platforms are growing so fast. I mean, Facebook is so huge because people can be introverts and just browse their <laughs> little timeline without being pinpointed at or or finger pointed at.
2: I think you make an excellent point there. Um, And it's a great way to look at it because you're right. When people, they do have that story to tell, they really want the opportunity to tell it. Mm -hmm. And most people have that, you know, deathly fear of doing that in front of other people you know, public speaking, they say, I think, you know, is one of the top two things people fear more, you know, more than death. I mean, it's right up there with death, right? Exactly. To speak in front of a crowd of people, but to speak in front of a camera, just record it or just your voice and then just upload. You're right. There is, there's no feedback. No one's looking at you, you know, at the moment that you're doing it. And you really can just have that platform and, and what seemingly is a safer zone. Exactly. You know, for those who may never step on stage and do that, but they have so much to say and so much to share. Yes. And it's just awesome that they can find a way to do it. Within that comfort zone, even though it's still pushing them a little bit out of the comfort zone, but at least they can do it mm-hmm. um, when they might not have ever had another way. It would, we've never would have heard their voices.
1: Exactly. And then you can also look at blogs and Tumblr and Instagram where you're just capturing photos, you capturing words and people writing books, right? These are, you know, bookworms. Right. I don't want to name names or, or right. put them in categories, but, no, right. but, you know, that's their comfort zone and that's how they're able to write and create content to share their knowledge i mean that's why they have we have so many different mediums in uh getting content out and getting people uh you know known for what they what they're good at, mm-hmm. very cool. So you said that you don't have one specific hobby, <laughs> no, that you love. You have a ton of them.
2: <laughs> I have too many.
1: So I know it's it's so much easier to say I have a ton of hobbies, but if you were to isolate right and um, bring it all to like one, I guess one thing or a couple of things that maybe relate together. Because a lot of the things, you know, I'm not trying to box you in, but I'm just I'm just trying to say mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that mesh together like really good. And for me it's video production and, you know, creating content. And the reason I started a podcast is because it's it's a lot less overhead of work to do, to create podcasts. But then the reason I, I like video is because it in, it involves speaking it involves preparation it involves lighting it involves so many different things coming together to make that one product you know um so what's one thing that if you were to combine multiple things together what would that be if you were if you had the opportunity to do it
2: hmm okay. One thing that I can multiple things together.
1: I mean, I think you're already doing it with teaching the class.
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) a little bit of that. I think that you know we were talking about this—that whole concept of being right brain versus left brain, Mm -hmm. and you know, and what you know what that can really mean. And it's just as a general sense, right? And they say that typically left brain people who use more of their left brain that hemisphere technically oriented you know they're analytical logical you know rows and columns right it's kind of how their brains might work and then the other side being the right side maybe where it's more creative um, innovative and you know entertainment and exciting and and I ride the line between both of those I'm a very Mm -hmm. artistic person but I'm a very technical Mm -hmm. person and very analytical and Something, you know, things that can merge those things together for me yeah, is probably going to be the most satisfying for me <laughs> mm-hmm. um, because I, I, I just want to know how things work. I want to take them apart and put them back together. Yeah. But I also want to be creative in that. So once I take it apart and, and you know, take it apart and put it back together, then I might be thinking about what color do we paint it? <laughs> you know, now that it's now that it's put back together, you know, how do we, you know, how do we market it? Should we put sprinkles on it, <laughs> you know, or or what? What does that look like, yeah. you know? And I think that you know, so anything that allows me to have both those sides is probably the the perfect thing to simplify it. You know, when I have a chance to be creative, that I think is where you know I'm really in my element. But because I'm technical. I want to know the inner workings and maybe have a lot more detail involved in it. So as I'm, for instance, I guess one hobby I'm having right now is learning how to use the platforms that I want to, you know, grow my, my business, grow my profession, grow my, grow myself. So learning how to film videos and, you know, use filters and what about the editing? Like, I'm curious, I could maybe have someone do all that for me. But that side of me, he sure. goes. Well, wait, I want to do it. I want, you know, I want to do. You know, how can I make this on my own? And so I'm learning a lot right now with these various social media platforms, and you know, like I said, with video, and you know, just really being creative there. And to, to pick just one side, well, I love music. So that is a hobby of mine. Lately, I've actually been enjoying karaoke a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that has given me a creative outlet. That um, it really is a stress reliever for me. And I'm not playing any instruments. I'm not in a band right now, like I have been in the past. Yeah. And so, but I'm finding my own creativity and tech and the technical side, because karaoke has me singing other people's music, not just my own. That's right. Not things I've written. So I'm learning, you know, vocally pushing and stretching myself in ways that I've never, I never really have before. And, um, again, giving me the opportunity to be creative. So, but I'm all over the place really, <laughs> you know, when it comes to certain things, you know, I could, I could program computers and work on cars and, um, you know, a, a little bit of everything is for me. And I think that's also probably a blessing and a curse.
1: No, absolutely. I, that, I'm, I'm in the same boat. hmm like you, you know, I, I can work on cars, I love music, I listen to music, you know, I like to create music, but I have no idea where to start. I mean, I kind of know where to start, but mm-hmm. I don't have that, um, that artistic talent that most people can, you know, just pick up a guitar and start strumming through or I mean, I come up with music with my mouth.
2: <laughs> okay, there you go. go start.
1: <laughs> and uh, you know, but but I'm like, okay, what? But I don't know which um, what notes that is, right?
2: Well, I can't read music at all, so that's <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing you do. I I can hear it, but I can't I can't read it. Well, and the beautiful part is that if you have. Any of that type of interest, right? You have the capability to learn it. Yes. And so it's probably maybe for you narrowing it down, like, hmm, you know, what instrument would I like to play?
1: Yeah.
2: Picking that one, and then obviously, you know, taking some lessons or something like that. I mean, exactly. with that growth mindset, we can learn anything, right? And um, but you have those interests, and so you have to put those on the list. Exactly. <laughs> we have to check them and, off.
1: <laughs> and that's the other thing, right? Yeah. Prioritize. Prioritizing is very important because. We can have so many different hobbies and different things to do, but there's only 24 hours in a day. I, I love doing video and doing the podcast, but then I know that I have a uh, you a know, full-time job and I've got commute, so I can definitely you know create content. I can definitely uh, create and um, record video and and but then what it comes down to is, okay, now I've got to sit down. And take more time out and actually edit this content together. And like you're mentioning, right, you want to learn how to do all the video editing and video creating on your smartphone or on your on your laptop or wherever. But then that that mm-hmm. takes that additional time. And if you and if you have the time, right, you can learn and you can apply those and actually get it out there. And with the new smartphones. Our new smartphones and and there's so many apps available right now that it's so much easier to do now mm-hmm. and some of the things that you can see like for for example Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat they've made creating that video content so much easier like the default screen on Snapchat is a camera like you you launch the app and you directly into a camera you can press the button and start recording and voila. Right, just like, that. just like that. And initially, what they did is they limited <laughs> those clips to be ten seconds long. But now, you know, over time, they've increased. They've added more functionality to the app, and now you can record up to a minute long video, and then you have the ability to trim down that video to per- pick the perfect um, uh, clip that you might want, and then post that part again. Um, the mm-hmm. the target. The target audience or the purpose of each of these applications is is very different from one person to the other person, and which audience and which uh, type of people they're serving the application. So yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of things, and that's one of the things that I'm doing. Um, I took the thirty day challenge. 30 days of video challenge, which I started over 60 days ago and uh, I still haven't finished because there's so many things, right? I've, I've, so far I've done like 12 videos and I'm working on more of the videos to come together. And so the first set of videos, first 10 videos were all about what are the different things you want to do or think about when you're creating your videos? Okay. Those basic things, you know, the lighting, uh, you got, have the good audio. Which orientation you want to choose, you know, what's the purpose of the video preparing and all that stuff. And then to the next set of videos is all going to be about which apps can you use. Oh, cool. Right. What apps what apps do which apps does what? You know, what different filters can you use in different apps. And those are also based on the different app types of applications or different types of phone that oh. might you have, you know, how they would work and come together.
2: Well, I was gonna tell you. I've been finding this. Um, when you talk about like the day, the challenges, you know, of, of so many days in a row, kind of thing, especially for someone like myself who hasn't done a, a lot of video, but I'm excited to learn. Of course, you know, like I mentioned, and I've been working on. Um, I, I did a, a video campaign on LinkedIn. The ten, ten tips in ten days. That was really my first kind of nice. throwing myself in there, going, okay. Are you really gonna just do this? Are you really gonna do a video every day for ten days? <laughs> you know, yeah. and that was kind of yeah, intimidating exactly. for me. But then I started having fun with it. Yeah, and then I was finding what you're talking about—the time it takes not only to film it, mm-hmm. to then kind of edit it, then put it up, and then and then thinking about what am I going to do? What yes. is what? Is, what are the ten tips? You know, I have to think that through. Well, now I'm working on one, and I have the topic is easy. I'm doing top fifteen areas of law. Um, I just filmed um, number nine. Nice, and so. It's, it's one of those things where figuring out what's going to be for me, you know, what's going to be in the background. I, I'm very event. I'm very creative. Some people tell me, Kenyatta, look, just put the camera in front of your face and put it close enough to your face. So it doesn't really matter what's happening in the background. Cause that's what people, they're going to be paying attention to you. Yeah. But in my mind, I'm like, well, that might be true, but mm-hmm. what about if in the background, you know, I, they can see this or this or this, you know? And so for me, I'm like, what about, to me, it's that whole package, you know, what's happening in the video. It is. And I'd like to put things in there that I think maybe one person might notice. Yeah. And I might never know they noticed, but I knew it was there with intent. <laughs> <Right. know>? So <laughs> That's where the fun and the creativity comes into me where I have to rein myself in and go, okay, look, Camiana, you just need to film this video and get, you have other things to do right now.
0: <laughs>
1: yes. That's yes. so hard,
2: but the tools and things, so I'm excited to take a look at some some of these these videos that you've been putting out, so I can learn yeah. you know these apps and, and things. So I'm very excited about that.
1: <laughs> and that's the idea. And you know, um, because you know, every single person has a smartphone. And these smartphones are so powerful now, they can do so many things. I mean, uh the newest the newest phones and even two years old, two-year-old phones can do 4K video. I mean, we don't even have 4K TVs as popular <laughs> yet on, in our homes, but we can record 4K video, which you know captures every single detail on your face or even the even the environment that you're capturing. Right. And um, you know, they have multiple microphones, so they can either block out the sound. I mean, one of the cool things about these smartphones is once you put the phone to your head. You know, it's only recording your audio, and it's canceling out additional audio that's around you.
2: Right. That that I just got the new iPhone, and I am blown away by by that right there. What you just said, Mm -hmm. I, I I couldn't when I when I heard it, I said, wait a minute. It sounded like it was really loud where I was, and I was concerned. Yeah. And then I I you know I did a little take, and I went back and listened to it, and I was like, wait a minute. I can't really hear everything that I can hear. <laughs> I can I could really just hear my own audio, and it was kind of muffled in the background, not really distracting, not in a way where I felt like I needed to relocate. Yes, I thought I could pull it off right there where I was, and I, I it, it worked. So you're yeah, it's very cool.
1: Yeah, it's getting and the phones are getting smarter and smarter, where the phone now knows you know there's a face in this image that I'm recording. And when the audio that I'm recording, I'm gonna capture all the audio coming from this face or mm. this person, and not, everything else will be all automatically canceled out. So they're just getting, they're just gonna get even smarter, you know, as we go. And and with software and and um, machine learning, these things are you know learning and getting better every day.
2: Fun with filters, <laughs> and all kinds of stuff.
1: And and especially with the new iPhone and the Clips app, you can do so many more things. It's it's mind blowing and i think that's the next video that i'm going to do on talking about this clips app that apple put out and it's designed for creating shorts short simple videos where you can add so many more things to the video just through this app and they they they've got these virtual backgrounds so it isolates your person from the background and you can have you could be mm-hmm. in totally different environments just through the app
2: so i have to tell you that i just found that feature mm-hmm. with the video that i was editing this morning and and i am i am going to be posting it after we are talking <laughs> so you will get to see it and i found it and i was blo- i i found it on accident awesome i mean cuz i used the clips out and i just tapped
1: Put the scenes,
2: and I, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and, so, and then again, I'm like, "Wait, I don't have time for this." Yes, <laughs> It was so much fun, and so I, I, picked one. I won't tell you which one. Yeah, but you, you will see it. Um, it's, it, it's ready to go. And so now I'm like, "Oh, like I really need this in my life." Yes, I do.
0: <laughs> absolutely. <laughs>
2: so you're, absolutely right. The technology, again, the technology that gives me the ability to be creative. Yeah, I want, I want both. I yes. need both, and that's how I brain works and these things are providing it for me, so it's a lot of fun.
1: Awesome. Well I'm glad that you found a feature that I'm gonna tell everybody about later. <laughs> and uh it's it's really cool and, and playing with this with these tools and what's what's available to us it's just amazing. Absolutely. We do want to tell our audience where they can find you.
2: Okay. Um this is the official part, right? <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I'm on LinkedIn. (laughs) I'm on LinkedIn as Kenyatta Turner. And I have a Facebook page for my business for Legal Shield. So it's Kenyatta Turner uh, Legal Shield Independent Associate. Um, That is my Facebook page. I have a Twitter, which is... My name as well, Kenyatta Turner. And I think it's pretty easy to find. I am on Instagram. It's Kenyatta Turner. It's, I keep it simple, Kenyatta Turner. And a, lot, a lot of people have that name. So I just kind of go yeah. with it. <laughs> so if you look at it, I can tell you how it's spelled. K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-T-U-R-N-E-R. And so, yeah, so Instagram, All right. LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook are the platforms I guess I spend most of my time on. Perfect. And if you were, in, if someone was interested in learning more about what I do specifically with Legal Shield and identity theft protection, then you can go to Kenyatta Turner dot we are dot com. That's Kenyatta Turner dot we are dot com to learn more about. Um, the services that I offer to families and business owners to help protect them.
1: Perfect. And I'll also be including these links to the show notes so they can just, boom, click. Oh, please. And get connected with you, Kenyatta.
2: I will be on YouTube soon.
1: Awesome.
2: Everyone tells me I'm supposed to do that. (laughs) So now that I have these videos, they say, hey... Why aren't you on YouTube? I said, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a channel that I've never posted
1: anything. So let me tell you a secret about something about YouTube, okay? Please. So YouTube's been around for almost a decade, right? And if you if you imagine getting on YouTube 10 years ago, being active, you build a following. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is at that same stage right now with video. So if you're getting into video right now, start with LinkedIn. Okay. Because number one, it's a professional network. You have thousands of people connected to you already. And when you post content on LinkedIn, you, you kind of have an audience built up that know Kenyatta. And when they see your content, they're like, hey, I know her. And then they start commenting, they start engaging. YouTube's not there yet, especially for somebody starting new. Now, as you're putting content together on LinkedIn, you can definitely put that same content or edited content. On YouTube okay and build up the audience there so you start with LinkedIn because we're all I mean all of us are starting fresh so LinkedIn is a great platform to start with video um, in fact Goldie Chan just created a a uh, LinkedIn learning video uh, lesson mm. thanks to help with LinkedIn and how to do all of that in fact I would recommend that you you know you become an instructor on LinkedIn Learning, that's another form of revenue that you can generate. Um, I'm not sure how all of that works, but um, they have a little form I can share you share with you. Share please. Where you can set up and say, "Hey, I want to be a you know I can teach this type of information to the audience," and then um, I'm not sure how many applications to get per day. Of course. It's a great it's a great place to again, you know, build your audience, build your content.
2: And that's excellent content there. I've watched several of those little classes. I watched a few by Goldie. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yes. Because there's some things that she did that taught me some of the things I've been Trying just conceptually, oh yeah, you know, um, learning from that. And I just recently watched one from Guy Kawasaki.
1: Oh my God, he is amazing.
2: I think he's the founder of Canva. And yes. I, I watched an entire series that he did about um, how to how to rock social media. I think is what it was called. Mm-hmm. And. It was amazing <laughs> you know I'm thinking this is such. So, yeah. there's so much value out there it is um and it's amazing and I didn't know that you could actually apply to be an instructor on LinkedIn learning so that's very interesting so mm-hmm. yeah thanks for sharing that
1: absolutely well Kenyatta this is really awesome chatting with you I wish you the best thank you and uh you know accomplishing your goals and your 2019 goals
2: and thank you for having me on this is so much fun I appreciate it I'm glad that we connected through. The misfits, you know. I think it was through the Facebook or the LinkedIn, and you know, we had a chat and said, mm-hmm. you know, hey, let's get together on this podcast. So I appreciate you having me on; uh, definitely an honor. And um, best of luck to you. I look forward to seeing you on LinkedIn and you know, continuing to build this relationship.
1: This is great. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. Take care.
0: Bye bye. In the next episode, we get to speak with Grayson Scott, a UX designer turned filmmaker. He's recently started a podcast and he talks all about how to come up and how to create a movie. So tune in again to listen to Grayson Scott. Thank you for listening to Hacks and Hobbies. You can find additional information on the guest today on the website hacksandhobbies.com. Please feel free to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on upcoming interviews with amazing guests.